Welcome to the Midwest Flyways podcast. This week's podcast is brought to you by our sponsors, Onyx Hunt and Quick Trip. We appreciate both of them for being a part of everything that we do. And let's get this thing going. say it say what what you just said fuck yeah i'll say it right now all right no i i went on tiktok the other day guys on my personal page and i uh th- my for you page is all waterfowl and funny shit and whatever it's not girls dancing around naked and um and i, I just keep seeing people bash on other people and it just fucking pisses me off man Like, it's just a dick measuring contest. Like, social media in general is a dick measuring contest. So it's like, oh, that guy stacks up more birds than than that guy, so he's more of a killer and whatever. And it's like, cool. You know how many pile picks I haven't posted? You know? Right. Like, like the wall of fame at my office. You guys have both seen it. Mm -hmm. How many times is it a pile of 40 freaking birds? It's almost never. Almost never. You know, and I yeah. have those, and there's a couple on the it's wall. It's like a crappy swamp photo with like four <laughs> gross ducks. Yeah, and one other and person like your in best it. friend. You know. Yeah, no, like that's that's the part about waterfowling that's fun is you can go out there with someone who's either never done it before, or your best friend, and you guys just had so many inside jokes from that day, and you go out there and you're like, man, that was a fun fucking morning, even though we shot two redheads, you know, and they were both hens, you know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, totally. You know totally. what I mean? Like that's. That's what this shit should be about is like going out in nature and experiencing nature in its purest form, which is hunting, you know? And I think a lot of people can resonate with that because, dude, hunting is not just going up there and stacking up birds. Now, not saying that we don't stack up birds. This was a bad year for stacking up birds in Minnesota, and I think anyone can attest to that. And, but, you know, I still had fun this year going out and shooting four birds, six birds, 10 birds, you know, 40 birds under your limit because you have 10 guys in the frame and the geese just didn't fly that day, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But it's just, it pisses me off to go on TikTok and see people bashing each other, just being like, oh, you call that calling? Oh, this is how you actually call? And then it still sounds like shit, you know? It's just like, okay, if you're going to do that kind of stuff, you might as well be an expert, you know, instead of being some asshole from podunk america who just doesn't know what he's doing and he thinks he's king shit <laughs> you know yeah it's just like hey he's fired up bud i know fired up he's fired up dude and i had a conversation with a really good friend of mine uh last night when i was driving back from kansas and we'll get into kansas here in a bit and he's just like <clears throat> man social media sucks and he's a young kid too and he's like social media sucks because there's just so few people out there nowadays who who get it I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, dude, how was your time in Kansas? I was like, well, we didn't shoot a shitload of birds, but I had a hell of a time, even though my tranny blew out. And he's like, exactly. You still had a really good time, right? And I was like, well, of course I did. I was shooting ducks in January. Mm-hmm. That's very rare for a Minnesotan because you don't shoot ducks in January, yeah. sadly, in Minnesota, even though you could eh, fuck them up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just, this is just a message to everyone listening, everyone on TikTok, whatever. Like... <clears throat> I know it's really tempting to look at people's stuff and be jealous and to like want to pile them up every single time. But I can tell you there's been a lot of hunts where I've piled up birds and I didn't really have a whole lot of fun. You know, it's not all about piling up birds. It's going out there and having fun and experiencing nature. So the amount of times that I've gone out there 
with a friend of mine and we shoot three ducks, six ducks, you know, our limit, whatever. The limit isn't what I remember. Mm -hmm. The limit is, or I'm sorry, the, the experience is what I remember. The journey to get to that limit or those three ducks that you shot, you know, I mean, we're really all going out there to experience nature and experience it in its purest form, which is hunting. Right. I'm pretty passionate about that, you know, because I live in Minnesota and we get shit on constantly by birds. And so I've had to think about it in a different way. Dude, you know what's so funny about this? Hmm. Someone the other day was telling me, uh, they had asked me how things went for me and you in North Dakota. Yeah. Okay. And obviously like we had we had a couple of okay hunts but it's not like it was a banger out there right and they were asking me like how we got into some of the spots because we didn't bring a boat but we hunted water all three days so i was telling them how like the one day we walked like a half mile or a mile or whatever into the spot and brought all of our gear on our backs and went out there shot two ducks put all the gear back in our bags walked all the way out whatever and this person was like you do all that stuff and you only shot two ducks? And then somebody else was like, yeah, but how come nobody asks anyone any questions about why they go hiking? Because basically, it's doing all the stuff they just Dude. did without shooting any ducks. <laughs> I was, yeah. I you was, know, and I'm like, that's so, like, so funny that you say that. Because, like, I never really thought about it from that perspective. But so many people will ask me, dang, you got up at 4 a.m. and did all that stuff just to shoot two ducks? But when your friend says, yeah, I'm getting up early to go uh, hike up a mountain a so I can see the sunrise, yep. no one says a damn thing. Yeah, I that was one thing that like somebody brought up to me that they go like camping and hiking or whatever. And I just like, I can't quite picture going camping or hiking, putting all that gear on your back, going deep into the woods and not having a weapon on you. Like, right. yeah. E like yeah. even to protect yourself, like some people carry sure. like a handgun to protect themselves or whatever, but like it just baffles my mind that like, oh yeah, I do everything that you do to hike. And then on top of that, I'm pursuing an animal that this is their terrain, you know, and that can run five miles in high of elevation like that. You yeah. Know? So it just like blows my mind that it's like you get up to the top of a mountain ridge to look for elk or something like that. And other people like that's their goal <laughs> is just to get to the top of the mountain ridge. Right. And like you're doing it just so that you can see a long ways so that you can go down into the Coolidge and get right back up onto the other one, you know? Yeah. yeah. But that is an interesting perspective. Yeah. And I mean, even now though, it's kind of changed a little bit and people are like allowed to use like e-bikes for different things like that, you know, but uh, there still are some, some places in the United States, especially those really backcountry hunts. You got to like, you got to hike them and, uh, but I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing it without like a rifle or a bow or something like that. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It's crazy to me too, because I never would have considered myself like someone who would really like love camping and hiking and stuff. Mm -hmm. But once I started hunting, I kind of realized like, dude, seeing a sunset from this lake waiting on mallards or a sunrise, I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going like part of why I'm out there is I love doing that. So like if for some reason someday I couldn't hunt, I think I'd still like want to go out and, you know, see that type of stuff. And it would hurt me not to see it more than it would not to be able to hunt. For my uh, buddy's bachelor party, I had to we went camping and we went to a campground. Yeah. So Yikes. everybody is like within 10 feet of each other. Yeah. Like, all yeah. the like slots or whatever. I was like, this is how people camped. 
Like, cause I'm like from, <laughs> I have a cabin up north, like where yeah. there's like campsites that are all over the place. Like you can't hear, you know, somebody scream if something happened. Yeah. Like, okay. Don't like where your mind's going with this and how you thought about <laughs> yeah, that. That's but pretty weird. Continue. I'm trying to think of the loudest thing. You could hear a gunshot, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Connor's like, I wonder if I brought this girl out here, if anyone could hear. Wow. You're scary, dude. Yeah. You're scary. That's me. where your mind went, not mine. Anyway, um, the, and so I'm just like, that's what I was used to was like hiking. And Cal, I think I brought you. I don't, Joe, I don't think you've ever been there, but to, we would. To the cabin? Uh, oh, to, no, to the. To the um, you're correct. I did not go there. Yeah. To the, to the lake that yeah. has like a bunch of bass in it. Yeah. And we had to like canoe across, do a portage, get yeah. to another canoe into the middle of the lake where there's an island. And like, that's where you can't, you know. by the way, where you catch those fish. Yeah. I just want to say we caught, I think 60. Yeah. Bass and him and Nathaniel had caught like 120, 100, 122, yeah. But me and him had caught 60, and it was we were catching them so much, we were actually bored of it. Yep, like we quit, we left because we were we were good on it. Yeah, so awesome. Anyway, so, okay, yeah, but yeah, like I just you know, so these camping spots that are like next to each other, yeah. and then and then at this campground, they had like a one mile like loop that you could like hike through the woods, sure. You know, I'm like cool and run into everybody else in the campsite, like, yeah, I don't know, just. And they have like cement benches every like <coughs> four hundred yards, and I was like, "This just doesn't." It's just make sense. weird, right? <laughs> well, you were gonna say something. Well, yeah, and a really good example of this is, and granted, I've been hunting a really long time, and so I just, I, I feel like I've been in immersed in the culture of hunting my mm-hmm. entire life. Whereas people who are getting into it nowadays because of social media, they're seeing pile picks and whatever and they're like man i want to go stack up birds and then they shoot one they're like oh my god this is fucking amazing right and um they're and if they don't shoot 40 a 40 stack their limit they're like oh man today sucked you know i was in nebraska with cole paplinski and i was sleeping on a couch in essentially a frat house you know it was a townhome but it was just like it was it was grody you know it was gross. Yeah. And go out there the first day, and we set up the spread, and it was fucking gnarly out there, dude. Like, it was gross. Like, it was, like, five degrees, 100% humidity, like, cold as shit. And, of course, don't have bibs. <laughs> and they set up the, they're trying to set up these A-frames on the, on the field edge, but there's a creek right behind the field edge, and then there's a tree row. So I'm like, why don't we set up the A-frame in the tree row, or, like, in the creek, we're at field or we're at eye level with the decoys, perfect shooting opportunity, right? And then also we're out of the wind, and then the geese have no chance of seeing us in this little creek bottom, right? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> lots of him and hind Cole and I were both like, we should put it there. And then the guy who found the field, his friend, was like, oh yeah, no, that's a great idea. I just don't know how deep the creek is, even though it's frozen. Found out, whatever, worked out. Then we sat in the trucks. I had to t- go take a shit. And so we drove five miles to the nearest town. We're literally in the middle of nowhere. And um, then we come back and we're like, it's sunny now and cold as shit. And we're like, geese are not going to fly in this, right? Mm -hmm. So we sat in the truck for seven hours. We didn't even get out into the field for seven hours. And dude, just like shit talking with him and his buddies in the truck. Great time. Go out there, get lunch lined by the geese. They did not want to feed. They just want to hop from water to water. And we shot two geese. Dude had his 14-year-old son out there. He was pumped. Yeah. Dude. And he definitely shot one of the geese. And then we all teamed up on the other goose, you know. And um, 
you know, watching how like pumped his son was about it, being in Nebraska, whole new place, hanging out with my buddy Cole, who's been on the podcast with Colby. Um, that was a good time for me, you know. And then the next day we went out, met a bunch more of his friends. They're all really good dudes who go to college there. Now, are they a little young and immature? Yeah. Was I too old to be staying at this college townhome? Yeah. Yeah, it was too much for me. Um, and then we we shot six geese the next day, but they didn't fly until the afternoon. Thought for sure they were going to hop water to water like they did the day before, and they did not. And one goose came in. They're like, Joey, take this goose. And it did it to a T, dude. I mean, we were in like this high creek bottom, different spot. And this goose read the script. And I mean, just freaking money. And everyone was team calling perfectly. It sounded so sick. Nice. Cole got it on his Snapchat. And he's like smoking a cig and shit. And he like points it at his face like super close. He's like, hee hee hee. And then turns it around. <laughs> and this goose comes down the creek bottom. And we're shooting down at the goose. And I smoked it on the first shot. And everyone just freaked out. <laughs> and like that made my trip to Nebraska. That right. one goose. Shooting yeah. one goose. And it was fine, you know? Like, that's the shit that matters where you're like, all the camaraderie okay. and... Dude, I, f I love <clears throat> this because when I was in Texas, right? First mm -hmm. of all, I got to say, I was really lucky because I stayed in the lodge. Mm -hmm. um, and at in the lodge, which Rustin has a crazy, crazy outfit. This is Dry there. Creek Outfitters. Yeah, Dry Creek Outfitters, yeah, in, in Wichita Falls, Texas. Dude, it's... It's top notch, man. Really? Like the lodge is beautiful. His his full operation is so organized and well run. He's got cool. the best one of the best guide crews I've seen. Wow. You know, like they're all they have their shit together. They're, you know, respectable, clean, organized. Like it's just it's super well run. Anyway, I got lucky that they had these like seven guys from South Carolina. Shout out to the SC boys. <laughs> um no, they were they totally were there for the right reason. And it was a tough time hunting in that area at that time when I was there last week. Um, like there wasn't, there was not a lot of birds. Like yeah. they just didn't have the birds and the birds weren't cooperating. And so, you know, some people go there and they're used to shooting 70, 80, 100 bird shoots like mm -hmm. these guys were. And uh, it was not that, <laughs> you know, it was not that man. Like. But I told those guys, and they were totally. We had we had such a good time. Our second day, we went goose hunting, and we were out there. The geese, we watched all of them go to the field across the street, the whole morning. And the morning, the morning before, they had been in that our field. So there's this whole thing, right? And we're chilling out there. We're all in layout blinds, and one goose, two geese actually, they get up like right on the edge. We're like probably 200 yards from water. They get up on the edge of the water, and they don't even go five feet off the ground. Fly right at us. Perfect. Okay? And these guys shoot one goose, and then the dog broke. Super bad. Dog runs out there. Nobody shoots. So the second goose gets away. Mm -hmm. Well, this one goose, it's kind of alive. So it's like doing the run, you know, thing. And the dog goes out there, grabs it immediately. Mm -hmm. Well, this dog, instead of bringing the bird back to the guy there's a bunch of cattle in the field <laughs> you know and they're like a hundred yards behind our layout lines so the dog with the goose in its mouth by the way the biggest goose i've shot in a long time 15 mm -hmm. pound goose like oh god huge goose the dog's got a 15 pound goose in its mouth running at the cattle 
So it's running at the cattle. Now it's messing around with the cattle, like all up in them. He's using the shock collar. He's using the e-collar. Like he's like screaming at this dog and he's running, chasing after it. And the dog is just running with a 15 pound goose in its mouth, chasing through all these different cattle. <laughs> and we're laughing our asses off. I've got a video of this whole thing happening. Then the dog would set the goose down and chase the cattle. And then the guy would start running. And he's like 300 yards away at this point. You know, <laughs> this goose is just with this dog. And I was sitting there and I'm like, you know what guys, the funniest thing is like, you'll remember this moment. The, before you'll remember if we had shot shooting 70 goose, geese yeah. and went and had breakfast at eight. Well, didn't you guys shoot a shitload of ducks the day before too? We did. Yeah. yeah. But they weren't there for that hunt. <clears throat> oh, different group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, that moment, like I'll remember that moment more than I will. How many geese I shot in Kansas, you know, this time or that time. Right. Like it's that type of stuff that you see here that happens like that one goose you had or like the first day we shot that storm widgeon mm-hmm. and dude, like that's that was such a beautiful bird, such a nice storm, unbelievable. Like the white on the head is really what made that bird so special, because mm-hmm. it was. There's a lot of storms that have still some speckle underneath, but it's more white. Like mine that, that bird I shot in Kansas, right. yeah. That bird that that we shot there, that bird was white, mm-hmm. crazy. It's lit, sweet. And those guys shoot beautiful storms all the time, and they were like, "This is the nicest storm I've ever seen." Wow, Andrew Shelley. One of the guides out there, mm-hmm. he's a guy. He's been a guide for a long time. I, I, th- I would venture to say like 10, 15 years. And he said, he's like, this is the nicest storm I've ever seen. And we see storm widgeons every year in Texas. Mm. So, you know, like then it's like that happens, you know, like I couldn't even tell you what the rest of that hunt looked like from a bird's perspective. You know, mm. like we put a pile together at the end. I don't remember any of that. Mm. I couldn't like say it was like 25. I don't know what it was. But I know that we shot that storm widget. Yeah. You know, and then from there I go to Kansas from Nebraska. And I thought um, I was going to run home after Nebraska. And <coughs> hunting was just dog shit in Nebraska. So then I leave. And then I get a Snapchat from Cole. And he shoots a black tarsal banded Oof. goose and then piles them up. <sighs> they shot like 45 geese like the day after I left. I'm like, fucking sweet. <laughs> and uh, that's literally my luck. So, um, but then I go to Kansas and they were all hunting in Southeast Kansas with uh, Parnell outdoors. He's a really good dude. Met him at squad fest and, uh, they shot a duck band while they were down there. And then he just shot another duck band today down there. I'm like, motherfucker. So then, uh, go to Kansas, go scouting. There's a shitload of birds in that area. I'm so jacked. Right. And then we all scout the next day and, uh, they're like, we got a killer snow feed here whatever we set up that next morning and we shot like i don't know seven lessers two snows and yeah duck wasn't open at that point and long story short we just kept striking out on birds you know just kept striking out we'd shoot four to six a day whatever but and then the the last day that i hunted snowstorm came beat the brakes off them we have a video coming from that it's going to be really good. Charlie filmed it, Charlie Coon. And, um, like, you know, that one day made the eight days that I was in Kansas worth it. But mm-hmm. then also, you know, getting to know John Rufty and Elliot, Colin, Charlie, Landon, and then Tate. I've known Tate for years. But, yeah. dude, they were so generous in letting me stay there for so long because my tranny 
broke down. Yeah, how was that? Oh, my God. Five grand later, not yeah. good. But it's just like... Were you planning on getting rid of that truck? Two weeks. You, you I was going to put it on the market in two weeks. Oh. So now I don't know if I should keep it or sell it. But <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> um, regardless of the fact is, you know, I was in Kansas for eight days. Weather sucked. Birds were there, but they kept switching feeds. We got this creek bottom. We leased it through the landowner. Then some other guys came in that next morning. Two people tried hunting that same creek that we hunted on duck opener. Hmm. And we told them both that we have a lease. And uh, one guy's like, well, we can hunt 200 yards down from you or neither of us get to hunt because we're going to call the landowner, you know, or the huh. tenant. So they got a lease through the tenant and we got a lease through the landowner. Fucking bullshit. Weird. And the tenant, get it. the tenant had hunting rights in his contract and the landowner wow. didn't, the landowner didn't know that. So game warden came out after we shot, I don't know, six ducks that morning. Yeah. You know, but at that point that had already made the trip for me day before my tranny goes out. Yeah. Like I have all this bad shit happening. I'm about to get married, about to have a kid. Wait, now wait, I have wait. a. You, you're looping that in with bad. No, no, <laughs> yeah, just like, no. It's just Cal's like, eyes go wide. He's like, bro. <laughs> she listen like, to this. Hey, edit, 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 edit. <laughs> no, you know we're not gonna edit that shit. But <laughs> it's just like an extra five thousand dollar expense I didn't yeah, know was coming. Yeah. You know, so it's like fuck. You would think that would ruin my trip. Yeah. Right. And then we go to this creek bottom. Fucking nasty, dude. You could jump across this thing. And we put an ice eater in it two days before. <laughs> got the lease. Everything yeah. like. There were 50,000 ducks in this creek, and I posted it on our Instagram. The wa- You couldn't see the water. Yep. There were so many mallards right off of this bridge, so we went up a little bit further north of there or, or uh, east of there. Was it, was it a refuge? No. The creek is not a refuge. Mm. No. So we locked it down as soon as we saw that. We're like, oh, my God. Yeah. And there's a couple other outfitters out there, and so we're just like, we need to get a lease agreement, even though we got verbal rights. I'm like, really? Really? And thank God. Yeah. They did yeah, because we got checked by the warden. So the clients went to lunch, whatever. I'm getting ahead of myself, but we we hunted this. You can just see birds going exactly where they were going. Mm-hmm. And I mean, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of ducks. And we're barking at them, whatever. They don't give a shit. Mm. You know, they've been going near the bridge and you can't hunt off the bridge. Obviously, it's a road. And we had four to six ducks just do it dirty where they just took the elevator straight down. I mean, it was gross where they're like circling, circling. And then all of a sudden they just commit and they just come straight down into this Creek. And as soon as they get down there, they ain't going nowhere. Like it was gross, dude. And the clients could fucking shoot. And when I say that, when they say kill them, I couldn't pull the trigger because these guys were so on top of it. And they were like, they killed the bird. Instantly, I was like, holy shit. Like, I didn't even get a chance to pull the trigger that day. I'm like, whoa. But at that point, the trip had already been made. I was like, wow, I've never seen ducks do that. Wow. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, dicks out, feet hanging, we banging, mm-hmm. you know, night, 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 night down this creek bottom. And I mean, literally, Connor, you can jump across it. So what happened with the game warden? So the game warden came out there. So all the clients go to lunch. Tate's like, I'm going to shoot my limit. You know, if they didn't fly in the morning, we're going to get them in the afternoon, right? And so we left the A-frames out there, everything, decoys. And uh, I pass these game wardens on the road, and they're watching the creek. And earlier that morning, these guys from North Carolina said that they had leased it from the tenant. Yep. And there was a discrepancy, and then Tate's like, 
<clears throat> I'm sorry, Colin was like, hey, man, we've got a lease agreement right here. You know, we got it from the landowner and you have yeah. it from the tenant. So, like, please leave. And they're yeah. like, okay, you fucked with the wrong people. Really? And we're just like, oh, okay. You know, whatever, we're in the right. Yeah. We have Yeah, you have a fucking lease agreement. Right. We have a lease agreement. Get the fuck out of here. And but Colin was super nice to them and they were nice back and then randomly he just goes, You fucked with the wrong people. And it's like, Whoa, okay. So I go <laughs> wow. So I the conversation's go, going good and then they said that. I don't know. Yeah, and then they walked out. Yeah. Wow. Weird. So then we get everything set up through all the decoys, set up the A frames, whatever. And um I go to lunch and Tate's like, Come back here and help me shoot shoot a limit. I'm like, Okay. So as I am as I'm getting down to the creek, I see these two black trucks parked there and they say federal game warden and I'm like, "Oh shit." And I call Tate cuz I don't have service in the creek bottom. Like mm-hmm. nothing. So I text I drive past them, wave and they wave at me and they're sitting there with binoculars and I'm like, "Oh shit. Tate, you're going to get checked." And he's like, "Come down here." So I I turn around on the road up there, turn back around and then they come up to my truck. They're like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "Good." It was like, "You just randomly checking people?" He's like, "Yep." I was like, you didn't get called here? He's like, nope. I was like, okay. He's like, you hunting? I go, yep. I'm just walking back out to the spread. And he's like, okay, can we come with you? I go, well, of course. So I'm talking with him. No. (laughs) No, you can't. uh, (laughs) I do not consent to any searches. I will not allow you to come on You can after I call them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) After we hide all of the... So what happened is these these guys called the game warden, told them to come check us and review their lease agreement and our lease agreement. And uh, check us, obviously, everything's okay, whatever. And then uh, Game Warden goes, so your lease is terminated as of right now because the tenant has hunting rights. We read the lease. And, um, yeah, so you guys didn't do anything wrong. You thought you were doing what was right, but you got to leave. Well, it's nice that they did that. No, I mean, he was really chill. And Tate's like, we've been checked by him 25 times in the last four years, you know. And he's always really nice to him. So, So that sucked. You know, because we knew we were going to beat the brakes out of them yep. in the afternoon. Yeah. But it's just like so much shit happened on the Kansas trip, and it, everything was okay, obviously. But, you know, it's just the little things on that hunt, on that trip, where it's just like, yeah, I got to pal around with these guys I've never met before, except for Tate. Like, But I've never met his business partner, John Rufty, who is a stud. You know, mm-hmm. I love John. And just hang out and see how they run their operation. It was really... Really clean, you know? Sweet. And now Tate is um, going out to Montana to guide for RA Legacy and whatever. Like, all those guys are just fucking salt of the earth, you know? And without hunting, I would have never met those people. Right. You know? So, like, that that to me is what's more important than stacking up a shitload of ducks. Again, like I said before, me shooting a mallard in January is better than me not shooting a mallard in January. So, and then you work in the fact where, you know, four days later after that, we get a snowstorm and everyone's like, ah, I think they're going to fly in the afternoon. Tate and I are like, no, they're going to fly in the morning. We go out there in the morning and we just fucking smoked them. Nice. Oh, it was so good, guys. That video is going to be so saucy. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so saucy. Oh. We'll try and get that out quickly. It's funny, too, because when I was thinking about all these, like, stories, you know, that make us enjoy the actual side of hunting, like, the reason we actually hunt, I totally thought of that video or that um, story you told us about hunting and then ending up shooting a wolf. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, dude, like, of all the stories Connor's told me of his different hunts, I remember that more than I do a lot of the stories about killing a yeah, deer. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we just finished editing that today. 
So nice. that should be going out in the next uh, two week or two here. Which is so like that's so sick, and I can't wait to see it. But it's just like that was the one thing I remember, like the one of the more memorable stories that you've told me about right. one of those trips where you're filming. And it wasn't even like you guys shot a big elk or something. Yeah. Because that happens too. But Yeah, we walked 52 miles in four days. We didn't shoot anything besides those wolves. <laughs> right. Damn, dude. But Yeah. I just checked in for my flight to Denver, going down to the flats of the Denver to shoot some geese because apparently <laughs> there's like three million down there or something. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. It uh, should be about four days of just straight slapping the geese. Elimination. Yeah. So he are said, you, "Are you going to be hunting? Or are you going to be filming?" So I'm going to bring uh, the GoPros and try and just kind of do what I did uh, when I went sea duck hunting and like, yeah, film it, <laughs> but do it for enjoyment for at least the first day. Yeah. See how it does because uh, I think the limit's five. Okay. Um, per guy. And so see how I do, see how it goes. And then I, I mean, I can't imagine I wouldn't want to film a couple days, just film, right? you know, and then like shoot my limit last or something. But, um, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I mean, yes, a video will come from it, right. you know, barring like tragedy, like I dropped my cameras in the water or something. Could you, could you do us a favor yeah, and our that? listeners? Yep. Can you get like six really cool video clips on your actual camera of, of geese just giving it up and just getting pillowcased. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz you're going to be in a pit if you're on the front range. Yep. He said he said we're going to hunt pit or we probably he's like have you ever hunted pit before? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. He just I just want to make sure that we did that if you hadn't. And he's like, have you ever hunted ice? And I was like, cool. And I was like, no, we tried once. I've, I've tried once and it didn't work. And, um, he's like, okay, well, we'll probably like just straight hunt the ice. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool hunt, dude. So, um, and then ice heaters, uh, they have ice heaters in certain areas. And then it's eater ice eaters, right? Whatever. Um, (laughs) them, them churners and, and then, um, ducks, Oh, really? Yeah, he said that he thinks he can get us on some ducks one day. Oh, my God, that'd be cool. So, mallards. But. Yeah, no, it, at least one one clip per hunt of just a, a goose or a duck coming in yeah, and just. Mm, nice and tight in the frame and Yeah, like motion. slow-mo, just tight, mm-hmm. sexy, you I know. Will, I will do my best. I bought a new camera. I don't have it yet, but I bought a new camera. Why? The R5C. Because we. The company's growing. I got to, you know, have a full kit for Nate and a full kit for me. And and so I got the new R5C. Hopefully, that'll... It was kind of funny, actually, the way that it happened. Oh, yeah. We you were, were there. Sitting, we were sitting right. at Chacho. Yeah. And he's like, dude, Ken just dropped a new camera. I'm like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah. And it was like that second. It wasn't like they dropped a new camera like a week yeah, ago. Yeah, like they just announced it. it. Like, he legitimately, like, got an announcement of it that minute. There have been rumors about it, okay? so I'm like, is it better? And he's like, I don't know. Let me look at the specs. Then he's like looking at it, and he's like, it is. It is better. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay. Two minutes later, he goes, I put in a (laughs) (laughs) pre-order. And then Nate texts him like that night, and me and him were at... Dude, we went to Senior Frogs, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, me and Connor went to Senior Frogs in Vegas. <laughs> Connor's like, hey, man, you want to go to the Mexican place in our hotel? And I didn't know it was Senior Frogs. 
<laughs> bro, Senor Frogs is not a Mexican place. <laughs> Dude, it is though. Bro. That's that's the that's the wet t-shirt contest place of For Mexico. Sure, dude. And so I'm like, all right, man. So we're like walking back there and Connor gives me a fucking coupon. Yeah. Two for one cocktails. Yeah, I did I did the, the twenty dollar sandwich. You ever done that? No. When you go in to check in, you have your credit card on top, you have your ID on the bottom and twenty bucks in the middle. And you hand it to the person up front, preferably um, somebody that would probably think you are attractive. Um, you can be the dignifier of that. And, <laughs> and damn, bro. And then you say, I said, God dang, this girl won't <laughs> think I'm it, bro. Girl or guy, you know, whatever way you think they sway. And it's then, 2022. <laughs> and then um, you, uh, and then they essentially, like the unwritten rule is that they will then tell you everything that they are doing for you right there to earn that twenty dollars okay so like she upgraded me to a strip view a couple years ago the lady gave me the first night for free like different things like that but she took this stack of buy one get one coupons yeah cocktails and beer and everything like that and Mm -hmm. just like shoved it in an envelope and like put it up there she's like if you drink this is gonna save you a lot of money (laughs) and i was like Okay, Lit. I don't drink that much, but sounds good. But <laughs> yeah, that, that night you did. <laughs> I yeah. Anyway, the for senior frogs, we were only allowed to use one coupon each. So, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but but dude. Anyway, we ate at senior frogs, and while we're there, uh, yeah. Connor gets a text message from Nate, and he's like, "Dude, Canon released a new camera." And Connor goes, bro, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and then Nate's texting him back like, what? Have you seen it yet? It's the yeah. R5C, he, whatever, he's blah, like, blah, but blah. Dude, but dude, if you like, you know, we could sell this camera or like we could go with this. It's yeah. got 8K, 60 frames per second. Like, yeah, he was like things. negotiating with Connor. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm just like, dude, what do you take me for? Like just all these, you know, generic like, you know, things that he could take the completely wrong way and he was taking the wrong way. And then he just, at, at one point he was just like, what am I missing here? And then I and then he calls me, and he's like, "Bro, bro, bro, bro," and I'm like, "Dude, come on! Like, really, dude? Are you serious?" Of course, I'm buying the camera. Really? And I was like, "I pre-ordered it five hours ago." And then he was like, yeah. <laughs> "Oh my freaked god!" Freaked out. And you're like, "Bam! Bam. Peanut butter and jam." <laughs> so I yeah, Phil from Trailer Park Boys. But up here. with that stuff, you got to be first. You know, if you if you're gonna get it with any time. You know, like when it actually does drop, you got to be like early. So I looked at the specs quick. And I was like, yeah, that's better. Bye. When do you, do they say when you'll get it? Uh, no, like March. Okay. So, but I, so I had already been planning to buy a camera. Like yeah. I didn't just you drop $4,500 just cause, you know, like Jesus. I had, I, the best part is when he says for, <laughs> when they dropped it, he goes, oh, it's cheap. <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah, I was expecting it to be like. 5, I was like, 000, really? How much? He's like forty five hundred. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Okay. I've gotten used to buying like cinema cameras that are just like freaking expensive. But anyway, yeah. So you know, see me in the blind. Don't kick any water my way because the R five C has open fans on it. But the good news is, man, it's cheap. Yeah, but hey, it's cheap. That's the good news. I love how you think people on our podcast know about open fans on a camera. Yeah, I I actually don't even know what that is. Don't 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 (laughs) kick water my way. Don't throw a snowball at me. Oops. Yeah. God, that reminds me of uh, in high school when we had a snow. Well, it like snowed like a foot while we were in school, right? And um, we go outside, and we knew that the teachers were having a teachers conference. 
in this one room, second level of Heritage. Mm. And uh, we were all, like, messing around, throwing ice balls at each other and shit. And, like, you couldn't do that in mm-hmm. high school. Like, remember, you couldn't have a snow snowball fight, I, technically. I never went to Heritage when any, like, outdoor activities happened. So, like, I was, it was, I was in high school. So. Yeah, we were in high school when this happened. It was a sophomore For, year. Was it a class or? No, like, we got let out of school early oh. at, like, one or something. Anyway, so we go outside. We're throwing snowballs at each other. Our gym teacher came out and said, hey, you can't do that. And we said, boo. And then Cole, Ben, and I all threw a snowball at the window where the teacher's meeting was, and we all got suspended. Oh, man. (laughs) And that was hilarious. Nailed it. But, like, just imagine being the teacher and be like, hey, don't do that. And then we throw it, and he goes, you're suspended for throwing a fucking snowball. I just imagined with my... Mind's eye with your mind's eye, and I was I was suspending your ass too. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, when you're just blatant disrespect, <clears throat> just blatantly don't give a shit. If you knew who this teacher was, oh, I know who. If it is. If, if these people knew who this teacher was, you wouldn't respect. <laughs> you wouldn't well, respect him either. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I understand the not respecting thing. Yeah, it's just like but the fact is that you know, in his eyes, you're supposed to, and here you are, some sixteen-year-old shit. <laughs> hey, you know, blah blah blah, and then he walks inside. Bam, bam, bam. Snowballs on the window. <laughs> done, done, done. <laughs> Dude, it's just like when someone tells me don't do that, my instant gut reaction is like, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a good rule of thumb. Why for you. is that not surprising? <laughs> when you're about all. to do something, especially if you could go back in time, you should have thought, mm, Would Connor Olstad do this? Because oh, wow. here's the thing, if he couldn't do it, if he wouldn't have done it, then you could get suspended. WWCD. <laughs> yeah. What, w- would, what would Connor do? No, it's yeah. WWCND. What would Connor not do? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd still do the opposite. Connor would so. throw a snowball and it would like, you know, explode by the guy's feet as he walked in and kind of be like, flowers. no, my bad. Sorry about that. And then, but he wouldn't have hit the window. <clears throat> yeah. You know? Mm. Like, you still have fun, just less fun. Mm. Anyway, back on With topic. less consequences, too. Back on topic here. Yeah. One thing I want to talk about today was lessers are pricks. Lesser geese. Lesser Canada geese are pricks. Now, they're either going to come in and do it so hard, or they're not going to give you a single look. So then you give yourself 20 mile an hour of wind, and the smallest snow goose spread you've ever seen in your life gets set out because we got out there late. We didn't think the snow geese were going to fly until, you know, 9, so we got out there at 730 it is so cold, whatever. So we set up like a bag and a half of dive bomb socks and a bag of silos of snow geese. And then we're trying to, we're like messing with the clones, right? And we only have one remote and this and that. It's just clusterfuck, right? So we get out there and snow geese start flying. First group comes in. My gun clicks. It was like 150 snows in your face. Like <laughs> I've, I haven't had a group of snows do that ever. Mm-hmm. It was hard. John shot one crippled another you know i click and so i pull out the shell and put in another one whatever it was cold as shit that's the morning that my tranny died day Mm -hmm. after i got there so what made that hunt though was you saw a group of of lessers just crawling on the field and we're like five miles from the refuge like we were a ways away so they had to travel a ways and these geese are like up in the air they see the spread then they get down towards the ground i mean 
corn stocks are hitting them in the nuts, mm. you know, and then they see the spread, they kind of go up again because they're like, oh, let me look at this from the top side. It's socks blowing in the wind. Two of the clones aren't moving, you know, what's going on. And one of these geese came out of there so hard. Dude, this thing was Arnold Schwarzeneggering. <laughs> his wingtips, his wingtips, he was at like 85 yards, like adjacent to my left. And we had killed like four groups of lessers up, up until then. And this one just made made the day. Like it was so worth my tranny dying, being cold as shit, whatever. Like we were out of the field by 930 because it was so damn cold. And this one lesser just drops, goes down on the elevator, just straight down, wingtips touching, holding a pumpkin, Arnold Schwarzeneggering, this is my cookie, you know, <laughs> all the way down. And this thing is doing this. Rocking back and forth. Just with rocking back with his wingtips touching. And then John's like, who the fuck's going to shoot this? And, I, and I'm blowing the call because the second I stopped blowing my call, he like lifted back up again. So I'm just ripping the lesser call. And this thing takes the elevator down. He's like, fuck it. I'm shooting it. And he like, when he said that, the lesser was like, oh, shit. He was like 15 yards. And then he took the win and he was at 40, like in an instant. And that dude made such a good shot on that lesser. Nice. Just smoked it. And we're both just like, fuck, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Did you see that thing? Just, you know. So, so concluding that whole thing that we started the podcast with, that's the shit that I live for. Yeah. Calling, calling the birds in, and then, you know, just having a good time while you do it. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna. I mean, I'll, I'm gonna remember how cold that day was. That that was shit. My Pepsi froze in the field. <laughs> it was gross. Ah oh, shucks. Ah oh, shuck my Pepsi. Hey. Oh, nuts! Your Pepsi froze. Pepsi. <laughs> It Bebsy. <laughs> Can't believe you even just said that. Like, like that's a part of the thing. <laughs> My Pepsi froze. Like that's something you remember, dude. Like that's that's so funny. But well, I remember it. that day we shot that goose that came in like Schwarzenegger, and my Pepsi was frozen. <laughs> no, it's just you know. So for everyone listening, just appreciate the fact that you're out in nature. Not a whole lot of people get to do what we do, or even know that it's even a thing. They yeah. don't know that feeling, you know. So. When you see Cadillac Creek or Dive Bomb just put up a hundred stack, all this and that. Ignore it. Ignore it. Don't <laughs> don't give it any validity, you know. But I it's mean, just it's like obviously a, like if you end up on a hunt like that because you yeah, do, dang. Sweet man. Like right. you'll never forget that. Yeah. But if you're out there because of that, like if that's what you're aiming for. You're just in a competition of how many things you can kill. Yeah. You're it's never going to be satisfied, dude. Yeah, you're never. Yeah, you'll never be happy. You'll never enjoy it. There's so many different uh, stages in a waterfowl's life, waterfowler's life, where it's like, I want to pull the trigger. I need to pull that trigger. You know. Then it goes to, I really want to call these birds in. Mm-hmm. You know. And then it gets to, like, you pulled the trigger enough. You've called enough birds. Then you want to get people into the sport. Mm-hmm. You know, and show them why you're such a freak about it, like me. You know, like I'm an absolute freak about it. Brought the girl that I'm in love with now that I'm marrying out there after we broke up, you know, but she had no idea why I was such a freak about it. And I was like, well, let me show you. Let me bring you out. You know, it's just like. And uh, it brought you back together. And then it brought us back together. Oh, my God. And now we're you're so married. in love. We're so in love. Yeah. Getting married in two weeks. Edited it Yep. Up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just but anyway, loop around. You know, 
really try to focus on the journey to it and all the things that make it happen because I guarantee you, you will be a lot happier in what you're doing. And then you won't, you won't key in on the stupid bullshit like the, the stuff in the industry. Oh, this person doesn't use that anymore. And then it's like, oh, this guy is an idiot. I think I'm better. Why, why are you so good at that? I'm, 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 better, <laughs> I'm better than this guy. He's a fucking goober. You know, whatever. Why does he have more followers than me? Dude, you will not be happy. Mm-hmm. You will not be happy. Well, and honestly, it's like so hard for me to even fathom that those people that feel that way about some of that stuff, like, do you even like waterfowl? I think do it's you a, like a lot, waterfall hunting? A lot of it's for clout in the niche That's that they like. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. If you like waterfall hunting, anyone who makes other people interested in waterfall hunting for any reason at all ever. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a good thing one, for the waterfall world. One thing that I find interesting is, like, is is there, like, what's the thing that you do for enjoyment that you don't post about? Like, when's the last time that you went waterfall hunting? When's the last time you went deer hunting? Whatever, and you didn't put it on your story. You didn't. You like. You were doing it because you wanted to do. I it. literally never put anything hardly on my Instagram or my yeah. Facebook. And I'm not specifically talking about you. I'm right, talking right, about right. like you know, just just the person that's listening. Like, no, I know. You know, I know. But here's here's the funny too, right? Joey, he hunts so much, and then when he does go hunting and he takes photos, like he takes so few photos and videos of him hunting that, that I, I get, get in mad. Trouble. That I get mad if he posts them on his personal channel and not on our channel. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it, it'll be like one every month. And I'm like, dude, that photo should have been on Midwest Flowers. And he'll be like, well, yeah, man. But I only got I two. I haven't posted. <laughs> He's like, I only have the one. And I'm like, oh, good. You know, like, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. No, but, you know, and when I'm down in Kansas, guys, <clears throat> like the guys, they're like knew that we were coming down to film a video and they're just like super apologetic. Like, dude, sorry, you know, the hunt sucks and this and that. I'm like, bro. I've been doing this for so fucking long. It doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm having a great fucking time. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm hanging out with Tate. You know, Tate's really good shit. And I never get to see Tate. The only way that I even know Tate is through hunting. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I get to spend time with him and see him in his element of, like, that area of Kansas and doing all that, like, that's fun for me. And I can help him be better at it and whatever. Like, when I was down there, I was giving all the guides goose calling lessons. And that's yep. fun for me, man. Cool. That's really fun. So I just think it's funny. They're just like, oh, sorry, man. We only shot four birds today. I was like, yeah, but did you see how hard that thing cupped up? You know? Like, that's what Arnold fucking I know. Yeah, and when I got to Dry Creek, too, like, I rode around the first day and was scouting with Rustin. And he's like, dude, there's, I'm going to be honest, like, there's not a lot of birds around here. I'm like, I don't care, man. That's fine. That's great. Good. Like, I'm here to hang out and hang out with you, man, and have a good time. And You're buds with him for life, though, aren't you? For sure. There you go. And it's just like that's and and I told the the guys that were there from South Carolina and we all were talking about it too. It's like if you go there with the mindset that you're gonna go and have fun no matter what happens with the hunting, you're gonna have fun stuff happen when you're out there. If you go there with the mindset that you're there to kill a bunch of birds and that's the only reason you're gonna be there again, you're not gonna have fun. Like even if you go to an outfitter and you do kill a lot of birds, but it's just about killing those birds. Don't go. Mm-hmm. Don't go. Don't don't hire a guide. Don't go. Because it's just not fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you won't have a good time. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's just, it's so funny that people would go to a place like 
Dry Creek or somewhere else and expect that it's literally just about you stacking a limit. If you're not there for the full experience of being at that location with those people and hunting those birds, you're, you're going to miss out on a lot, whether you shoot a lot of birds or not. Agreed. So, no, nah, I was glad. I was glad that the guys I was staying with and hanging out with got that. Yeah, because it would have made it kind of crappy. Because we had a couple of bad hunts, you know, where it was rough, like really rough. Yeah. And when you flown or drove somewhere, I do get like you want to be successful hunting. But well, and, and a lot of times the people that are going to outfitters, every time I've hunted with a guide, they're driving fourteen hours, dude. To go yeah. there for a weekend. Right. You know, but, and they still have fun even if they only shot 30 birds for the weekend. Yeah, the guys from South Carolina flew there. <clears throat> yep. You know, but we had a blast. We had so much fun. Yeah, you flew there on a uh, good old American there, didn't you? Dude, I did fly on American. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I have a passionate um, hatred. Dis- disdain. For, uh, yes, for American Airlines. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was on. Four American Airline flights inside of four days. Yeah. Three of the four flights were delayed. Oh, you had one that wasn't, huh? I did, yep. Wow. I did, yeah. <laughs> I know. Unreal. And I totally thought they lost all my luggage because at <laughs> first they didn't have my gun. They didn't know. Oh, fuck. And they did have it. And then yep. just a whole thing, dude. Yeah, I, I have yet to be on American flight where I did where something didn't go wrong like where's your mask yeah delayed or no, lost baggage problem, or man. just completely canceled didn't get there on time yeah i had heard when i was getting on my flight i can't remember which one it was but i was getting on a flight and they were saying that the people were get, that were getting on the flight with me i could overhear them saying the last flight they were on to somebody behind me the last flight they're on american booked <laughs> they had booked like 10 seats twice yeah. So they had like 50 people on a plane that could hold 40. Yeah. And so they ended up having to tell 10 people they literally could not fly yep. on that flight. Yep. And I had Can to. Can you imagine if you had a funeral to get to and they accidentally sold your seat twice? Oopsies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told, um, I, I had to use it because I had to go to a place in West Texas and like that's American and United are the only ones that fly there. Delta doesn't fly there. Yeah. And so I. Um, was taking the flight and I I had canceled it because I was going to send Nate there instead for the client or whatever. And so then I started to like rebook. I had to rebook it because <clears throat> Nate got COVID. And so I um, called American and I was like, hey, I just canceled this and I had I, like requested refund. Can I use it? And they're like, no, like it's in refund status. You need to like, you, you need to wait until it gets like reviewed and whatever and either accept it or denied. I was like, oh, okay. Like, is it going to get accepted and sent back to me as a refund? And they were like, well, no, it's a non-refundable ticket. I was like, okay, so you already know what's going to happen, and I can't use those funds for the flight that I want to like purchase right now. How does this make sense? And she's like, well, because, and she just said the same thing again. I was like, all right, well, undo that. Like, push it through. I don't know, but I was almost got stuck. She, she ended up doing it, but I almost got stuck with $400 of vouchers that I would never have used because I never fly to West Texas. Right. And so now uh, <laughs> Nate has vouchers on United. No, actually, he got it refunded because United's better. But anyway. Unbelievable. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Like, yeah. Well, with all the, it was very bad. With all the COVID shit and flying right now, too, you know, like 
pilots, you need to be vaccinated, even though before you didn't need to be vaccinated, and all the people quitting, Dude, you know, Delta, going to a different airline, it's like... Delta is the way to go. I have no idea. Like, I'm pretty sure that they treat their employees well, because all the employees are super happy to see me and chat with me and whatever, but like... That's their job. But they are... Well, American employees, they didn't like me at all. <laughs> Bro, Delta is not even close. The best airline. Yeah. And it's not even close. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I had some pretty nope, good... Nope. It's so far okay, from not even close. Southwest, like, if you are, like, I fly three times a year, maybe, you know, like, for vacation, and I want it to be as cheap as freaking possible and fair, Southwest. For sure. I was, I was going to say Sun Country. If you're... I guess I've, I've never flown Sun Country. I've flown Sun Country. I've flown Southwest. I've flown Frontier. I've flown Spirit. <laughs> I've flown Frontier. American. <laughs> I've flown United. I've flown Air Alaska. Allegiant? I've, I've flown Allegiant. I haven't, but my parents and my brother does all the time, yep. and their flights get canceled constantly. <laughs> now listen. <laughs> listen constantly. I've literally flown all, all of the flights. Yeah. Okay. And which one's the best? It's not even close. Yep. It's not even close. Delta. And I'm so serious. Like, dude, it's it's leaps and bounds above every other airline. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not even close. Delta, oh, yeah. If Delta's a 10, the next best airline, sadly, is American. Oh, yeah. ass. I mean, I've flown all of them. <laughs> it's American. And American is a six. Yeah, they're terrible. Everything else is a six or worse. Oh, my God. You Wait, you think American's better than those? Oh, I think Americans better than Southwest Dude, United, and Sun Country. Bro. Hey, man, I've had Sun Country flights that were a flight until an hour before they were no longer in anything. <laughs> they weren't in the ether anymore. The flight was deleted off the map, <laughs> and they didn't have an option. Yeah. It wasn't like, by the way, you can fly in the next three hours to the same place or tomorrow morning. It was like there was no more flights on Sun Country for like the next 12 days. Yeah. I'm a fan of United, but just they have their main port is Chicago, and Chicago sucks. So, thank you, Mayor Lightfoot. I've only yeah. I've only flown United like five or six times, and two of the times were to Monroe. Yeah, to see Wade. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, I'm I'm just I'm so adamant about it. Like yeah, it's it's super serious. I'm happy for you. Yeah, I would I'm pay happy about your adamancy. I would pay more money every flight. Depending on how much, but to fly Delta. Yeah. Well, now I've gotten to the point because I fly Delta so much that like the bags, the bags make up for it and priority check in and all that stuff. Yeah. Like you, you pay $30 a flight per bag, you know, and you fly with a gun and a, you know, waiters inside another bag or whatever. Like, oof, you're, you know, paying 60 bucks per flight. So that's 120 bucks that you got to play with. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, yeah, it's not even close. <clears throat> And now that I get upgraded, so that makes it nice too. But anyway, all right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Bringing El Camelion. Hey, leave us a review. I know we got to the 500, and then it's like people didn't care anymore. But we still need you to care. Like we still need the reviews. Yes, I want to get to a thousand. Once we do a thousand, we'll do another, another giveaway. It'll be bigger and badder than anything. Bigger and badder than the last giveaway. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and it it'll be good, guys. Here's the deal. It's me, Joey, talking. Maybe right Joey now. will take you on a hunt. It's maybe we'll it's, give away a hunt. It's me, oh, Joey, wow. talking right now, and maybe I won't bring you on a hunt. Maybe and I will. will. Yeah. Who knows? And maybe you will. Maybe if we'll you leave a review. You'll figure out. Okay. Leave a review. Leave a rating, and we'll see you soon.
One more thing. 